0: Welcome to the J Squared Horror Podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Jake.
1: On today's
0: episode, we are going to dive into The Shining.
1: Yes, one of Stanley Kubrick's most famous films, and a film that's always been open to many discussions and different observations and ideas of what the movie means, what different plot points mean, and we're going to just dive into our own personal opinions of the film.
0: Yes. Um, it is an iconic film, um that withholds all time can throw at it. I mean, there's literally... It came out, what, in the late 70s? I want to say late
1: maybe 1980, I think. Yeah, so, you Sandy know... Friday the 13th.
0: Yeah, obviously, your, your fandom
1: of Friday the 13th <laughs> keeps coming out.
0: But, you know, The Shining, <clears throat> it's Kubrick's best
1: I would definitely say so.
0: Yeah, I would I would say so too. And it what 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 got you into The Shining? What started you watching The Shining? Um
1: I think honestly just the I would have been a big Jack Nicholson fan. Mm-hmm. Um I do love Batman, so seeing him in the Joker. seen as the Joker in the original yeah, Batman yeah. was big for me and then after seeing that, checked out The Shining, another movie with the axe killer so yeah yeah i know that's your favorite definitely in on that (laughs) and just the psychological standpoint of it
2: yeah
0: i mean it's definitely one of the most psychological movies that came out at and in in that time period i mean it definitely just you know it's horror because of its just darkness and the, the the ghosts and the possessions and all of that kind of stuff but the psychological aspect is something that you know it's just beautiful you know it um it starts you know with the with the drive to the
2: overlook
1: yeah with just a beautiful overhead shot seeing the water seeing the car or down the twisting turning roads the score itself it definitely puts in your mind that there's definitely something ahead be yeah to yeah
0: point. it definitely gives you an eerie feeling as soon as it starts and yeah. yet it's such a beautiful
1: opening scene yeah it definitely is.
0: You know, so...
1: <clears throat> and then pretty much as, as soon as they get there, mm-hmm. and you just see Jack and the way he looks and the way he interacts with Mr. Ullman during the interview. Mm-hmm. You kind of can tell he's borderline. He can go either way type of thing.
0: Yeah, he's definitely not normal-saving. I mean, you know, he he's in the interview and... Th- he's mentioning a massacre that happens and Jack Nicholson is literally unfazed. Yeah. I mean he's he's sitting there like you just heard that, you know, the power might go out in a section of the hotel or something. (laughs) You know, it's just kinda like, all right, uh this the last caretaker from the seventies decided to butcher his family. And Jack's just like oh okay, my wife would love that. She likes ghosts and spooky stuff. (laughs) It's not something
1: I'd ever do, but wants to tell her about it. She'll be on board.
0: Yeah, exactly. So it, it really starts off with you immediately wondering what what is going on inside of the head yeah.
1: of this Jack character. Yeah, definitely. And then once his family gets there, mm-hmm. you can already see the or actually before they even get there, you can see the uneasiness of Danny. Yeah. You know, why he doesn't want to go and there's not really a reason yet what well, he Internally knows the reason, yeah, but it's not shown to everyone else why he doesn't want to go. Yeah, because
0: you know he's starting to show the the shine as it's so called with 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 Tony. You know, it's (laughs) (laughs) it's, uh, it's it's very confusing at times. With with what 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 do you think the reason behind
1: him having Tony is? Um, I feel like it's his subconscious. Okay. Just talking to him. And maybe Danny's too young to know that that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So it's just him from the future, a different point of view, kinda giving the signals that the overlook is not somewhere you want to go. Just gonna yeah. be something's gonna happen to you, your family. Bad things happen. Like when he was talking to, to Calorin and, and he asked him point blank, you know, has bad things happened to
2: yeah, you? Know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because the blood elevator scene happens prior to them showing up, does it not? It does, yeah. Yeah, so the shine is clearly a way for him to somehow see the future. Yeah. And I guess Tony is his his way of, I guess, just understanding it. Do you come in
1: good terms with it? Yeah, I think that's probably the best way to... But it It just helps him cope with and prepare for what is coming when they get to the Overlook.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it clearly it's interesting to see how it takes a toll on him, too. Because when that first real shine happens, he he blacks out. A doctor has to come and check on him. You know, it's (laughs) like, oh, clearly he's not used to that side of Tony or the... The Shine.
1: Yeah, probably up until that point, that's probably the biggest message he's probably gotten from Tony. Yeah, because so much evil that is at the overlook, pretty much like a warning to not go all those.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and Tony was able to just prepare the poor little kid for yeah. the, the 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 nightmare that he's about to get into. <laughs> pretty much.
1: <laughs> so I know some people's interpretation is that the Shine is strong in children
2: because it, yeah they, because they have innocence yeah
1: but so for dick Halloran, before he even interacted with danny was he able to really pick up on what his nickname is yeah so i guess m- my question would be were they shining before he got to the overlook
2: i
0: i wonder if there's like a, a gps Radius of like when that thing starts to pop on. You know, is it like a a homing beacon that just starts going off?
1: I feel like (laughs) they can probably (laughs) probably sense (laughs) others like them out there.
0: I think that comes with age. Yeah. Because obviously Danny can't pick up on any of it. Yeah. He has no idea. No idea. He just knows that. Donnie goes from his mouth to his tummy.
1: Yeah. And he tells him not to even talk about it to other people. So there's no way he can pick up on other people that have it as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you know, it's, it, it's interesting to me because, you know, you got Dick Mm -hmm. who can clearly shine. He's, he's susceptible to things Mm -hmm. and it, it kind of takes me aback that he doesn't warn Danny more about the hotel. Like, it seems like he's unaffected by the monstrosities that hide in that hotel, other than room 237, which he's just like, don't go in there. Yeah. There's nothing in
1: there. Don't go in there.
0: So, what do you think, you know, Kubrick or, or you know, the, the story was going with with that? I mean, it is it, would you consider it a plot hole? Would you just consider it happenstance? I feel like, I mean, Dick not warning him more. Yeah. Or not being aware of the demonicness
1: of that hotel. Well, I feel like he works there. so He's yeah. fully aware of what happens there, but I feel like it's something that's a necessary plot device. You feel like it is yeah. that he doesn't share more. Yeah, because if he tells him, hey, the hotel's haunted. You and your family should get out of here. One, he's going to sound crazy talking to his mom like that. One. Yeah. They're a, His mom already kind of iffy and sure about the whole tony finger thing so
0: but at the you know <laughs> it's like um i just to me it's a loss it, it, hmm. it, it gives me it gives me an l really yeah yeah it, it annoys me
1: that plot hole that plot of hole. him not warning him more
0: Warning Danny more. Okay. I don't care. I don't I know the parents might not understand, but that I feel like that ice cream scene in
1: particular
0: yeah. could have been so much more beautiful okay.
1: or interesting. Well, let me ask you this. What do you feel he should have told Danny?
0: Don't follow the little girls, man. <laughs> these these cute little twins, man, don't even be attracted towards them, you okay. know. I mean, I understand you're a little kid and it's you know it's spooky obviously yeah. but I, you know just tell him to, to keep his keep
1: his head on a swivel you know head on a swivel <laughs> but I feel like if the information was given to Danny there from Danny to his parents it's not like Danny can get in the car and drive him back home
0: yeah and obviously Jack would have would have argued that because as you see throughout the film he feels it's a contractually obligation to
1: stay and finish his job yeah. at the hotel. The two of them, they have a strange relationship. Who's that? Danny and Jack. Well, okay. at points it's beautiful. I'm always thinking, is that his adopted son? Is that his real son? <clears throat> I mean, <laughs> your dynamic is very strange.
0: Yeah, it definitely, it definitely comes across weird and, and genuine at times. Yeah. But I think, I mean, I, I I was born in the '90s, but I think that's kind of dad
1: son relationships. Yeah, I agree. Cause my in that dad, era, my dad now the exact same way. <laughs> yeah, you
0: know, it's just like uh, tough love. You yeah. know, get up. Yeah, I ganked you up when you tossed my papers on the floor and dislocated your shoulder. But like, <laughs>
2: shit happens, kid. Yeah. Like,
0: listen. Yeah. You know, and it's <clears throat> it's just to me their relationship is done very well for the. Time, okay. if I was to think about what it was like to have an overstressed out dad in the seventies, that was attempting to do his biggest
1: project yet. Yeah, I mean, so do you think that their relationship played a part to the unraveling mentally of Jack? No, not at
0: all. No. Okay. Be you know it's. I just feel like, as we as we stated, Jack was already unravelled. Mm-hmm. Just give it a second.
2: Just, it, <laughs> just, just let him
0: sit alone with his typewriter for a little bit longer. <laughs> We're getting there. Just give it a second. You know, and it's it's uh, to me, it is properly done, but. I don't think with or without it, it would have changed Jack's character. Uh, just, just their relationship in yeah. particular. Okay. Um, you know, that's, that's what I think.
1: I got you. All right. Yeah. So I guess as as the time goes on, after a stay at the Overlook, yeah. I mean, obviously Jack slowly dives more into complete insanity. Yeah. I guess at what point do you feel he just snaps completely?
0: You know, there's there's a scene where you see him kind of staring out of a window mm-hmm. in the overlook. He's like with turtleneck sitting on the side yeah. of the bed or just standing there. I can't remember exactly. Um, where I feel like most people mm-hmm. are going to be like, that's it. Yeah, That is the moment where Jack Torrance completely loses his mind. Mm-hmm. And I think that the isolation and his tiredness were getting to him because I mean I've probably looked like that before work a couple of times. You know, it's like I've stared off into the abyss a couple of times. But to me personally, I think that the bar scene is is crucial to Jack's final snap. Okay. Because I feel like this is just my personal opinion. I've mm-hmm. never talked to Kubrick a day in my life. Mm-hmm. But I feel like his 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 daydream of drinking. Uh-huh. He's five months sober. It's something that the whole family's proud of. Uh-huh. I think that when he puts that bourbon to his lips, in his mind, he's coming to terms with his insanity. It gives him the excuse that he needs. Mm-hmm. To finally snap, because like a lot of men out there that are abusers or are crazy, they almost need that. Yeah. In their life, and that's what he used.
1: Okay. I feel like, like mentioned before, the psychological deterioration of him was happening the entire time. Yeah. But I do agree that point. Sitting at the bar, the second he says he would give his soul for a drink, immediately, yeah. Immediately, Lloyd pops up. Yeah, yeah. Like right after he said.
2: Yeah.
1: So I feel like that was the maybe the offering almost. Yeah. That he gives to him and as soon as Lord appears, the conversation that they have, he first of all he knows his name. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. You know, knows his name and so I kind of feel like it also ties <clears throat> him to the point to where maybe it's him battling between this past life he's lived. Yeah. And the current life he's living now. And at that moment while he's talking to Lloyd, he's I guess the original the reincarnated version of himself mm-hmm. discussing the current life he's living now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So do you think that, you know, this this Jack character do, do you think there's more to him than meets the eye? 100%, yeah. So, do you think that it is a demonic entity that loves controlling men to butcher their families? Or do you think that Jack is that ghost and he's always been at the Overlook?
1: That, hmm. That's very interesting, actually. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. I feel like it plays into they mentioned earlier the hotel being built on you know Indian burial grounds or whatever. Yeah,
0: which I think ties into the blood elevator. Yeah, there's that doesn't really make sense to any other plot.
1: I agree. So maybe after a certain point there of isolation, whatever's there, it attaches itself to Grady at some point time goes by, ties in Jack. But I do think Mr. Ullman, the guy who interviewed him, yeah, he ties directly into it somehow.
0: How do you think?
1: I think maybe he's the person who picks and chooses the next caretaker.
0: Oh, so he sees something in these caretakers and almost feeds the hotel. Exactly. Feeds the, the entity of that hotel, the yeah. evil in that hotel with a susceptible caretaker. Yeah. Interesting. I like that. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> we've talked a good amount about Jack. Talked a good amount about Danny. Okay. But old Wendy. <laughs> good old Wendy. <laughs> good old Wendy, man. Um, you know, I think that there's a huge correlation with not weak mothers, but overloving mothers in horror mm-hmm. in general. I mean, you know, immediately off the bat when I'm watching – the Shining. Now, mm-hmm. it reminds me a lot of not reminds me a lot of, but to me, Hereditary, and okay. that mom, son, daughter relationship that they mm-hmm. have. Yeah. Um, I feel like sometimes the the role of the mother in these horror films is just crucially beautiful in a you know obviously a character development sense, but I feel like it. It needs to be talked about more. Mm.
1: Me, personally, I 100% dislike the character of Wendy. You dislike the entire character of Wendy? From beginning to end. Now,
0: is that the actress's portrayal of Wendy or the actual character Wendy?
1: A mixture of the two. Yeah, because, I mean... Obviously, she's written, or not written, but she's portrayed... As a weaker character, so whether it was Shelley Duvall playing her or someone else, no, I feel like it would have still come off the same. You're like a damsel in distress, almost.
0: Yeah, but you know what? What else could you have done in that instance? I mean, if you had the strong, she survives. By default. Yes, by default. But she still, and even the the ghost mentions it that they're all surprised that this.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Girl is is kicking their asses. Yeah, but also to an extent. by default, she starts off bad when she's pretty much defending Jack to the doctor about you know it was an accident. He used too much strength. Blah blah blah. That started there. Once and, again, time, era, seventies. I get that. Yeah, but then as it goes on, where it's just her and Jack talking directly. He is talking to her like she is just garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, she, and, and you know... it's just taking it. D- I, hey,
0: you know... I, I, I don't mean to speak for women in the 70s, but I mean, I imagine a lot of women went through that. <laughs> yes. Unfortunately. Well, yeah, so I, I think that. that, you know... Uh, I don't know if it was... Uh, to me, I think it was the actress's portrayal. You think so? I do. Because you... It's the gangly arms. It's uh, It's the... Over the top screams. I mean, you you you're you're swinging a bat from the middle of a bat. There's no way you've seen somebody hold a bat like that
1: and use it correctly. Yeah, I feel like she's not that strong there. She held it by the base of the bat, and the swing, it probably took her off the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> so that was probably a good idea on her part to, to hold an, it that way. To an extent, maybe, but
0: I feel like. It, it's just I, I really, I really think it's the actress's portrayal.
2: Okay.
0: I mean, I get what you're saying about the weak woman. Like it would have been great, I think, for the 70s to have had a strong woman portrayal in that movie. Yeah. Like I think that would be beautiful. I agree. Like for sure. I'm yeah. not knocking that idea at all. But I just, you know, when you see what's the actress's name?
2: Shelley Devall.
1: Shelley Duvall.
0: It's just awkward,
1: man. It's like she's a default final girl. Like, final girls are known for fighting back. They deserve the right to make it to the end. She just made it to the end because Dick showed up and distracted Yeah. Distracted I
0: mean, him. T- yeah. If it if wasn't, not, it wasn't for Dick dead. showing up, w- she would probably be dead. Yeah. Yet. And, you know, just you're, you're telling me you're going to let this guy swing an axe at your door Mm -hmm. you've already tried to fit out of a window that barely fits your kid two or three
1: times yeah
0: survival instincts were zero
1: that was not thought out at all you
0: know I mean obviously that scene gives us the most iconic scene in the movie yeah you know here's Johnny you know but it's just like she can't unlock the door she she just awkwardly gangles those arms around
1: yeah Running around the knife just all over the place, yeah. <laughs> it's the Ooh. yeah, it's, it's too much,
0: too much. Um, it <laughs> is entirely too much. She it's... is
1: a safety risk to herself <laughs> running around the knife like that,
0: yeah. When you see her running in the snow with the blade up, but kind of just swinging outwards, yeah, like, I'm oh, like, oh, What are you boy. doing?
1: You fall one time, you're dead, <laughs> yeah, literally, yeah, you're dead. <laughs> So,
0: it, you know, I, I want to talk about some, I don't know if it would be considered foreshadowing or just, you know, happenstance, but the maze. Okay. You know, you got the fun scene, mommy and son, nice warm winter day mm-hmm. running through the maze. Do you think mm-hmm. that plays a
1: bigger part? 100%. Okay. I f- feel like even though Danny has his shine thing going on, him going into the maze beforehand and going through it helps him with the instinct that when he's running away from Jack, I know my way around this maze. He doesn't.
0: Yeah. Cause he outsmarted an adult. Yeah. Yeah. Just hell bent on murder. Yeah. And it's hard to do. We see it time and time and time. And you in the movies. see it's
1: just a defeat in his face. Like, fuck, yeah. <laughs> I am not going to find him. Yeah. And he's just like, putting words together and putting sounds that are almost sound like words together yeah yeah it's not going good but I feel like yeah Danny when going into the maze beforehand definitely was the blueprint just saving his life pretty much
0: yeah, yeah yeah I think I think that's a that's a cool little tidbit that yeah, Kubrick was able to do yeah so do you think that Them surviving takes away from the story. Would you, if you were to have done The Shining Mm -hmm. without, you know, any other literature on it Mm -hmm. or anything of that nature, Mm -hmm. would you have had both of them survive? No. What, in your opinion, what do you think the reasoning behind Wendy and Danny
1: surviving Jack's brutality? Honestly, the only reason why they both survive. Is because Danny couldn't drive that snowmobile back to home or where he could go. Yeah. That her only purpose was to drive it back.
2: Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Because if Dick hadn't showed up, even if he did show up, if Jack had gotten the chance to kill both of them, we already know that Danny was going to live either way because he already had the maze plan thought out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because he he, he beelined it for that. Thing. Yeah.
1: So, without a second thought, like this is my plan. I'm going. So, regardless of Wendy living or not, Danny will be just fine. So, Dick's character mm-hmm.
0: is probably one of the only lead black characters mm-hmm. that has ever been that nosy.
1: He was very nosy. That's
0: definitely not the no, cliche.
1: It is not. <laughs> he is laying in bed. In Miami, Florida. In
0: Miami, Florida. Toes up, booby pictures on the wall. (laughs) (laughs) He's even got a pillow for his toes, man. My man is chilling.
1: He's like, you know what? Something's not right.
0: And, you know, the whole uh, Jack or Danny having a a miniature seizure and and Dick feeling that, you know, when all that started popping off. It was, it, it was, it showed, I guess... That the shine can go farther than we all thought.
1: Yeah, but if it can go that far, rather than calling the hotel to ask Danny, are you good? Yeah. You're not? Okay, we'll we'll figure it out. Maybe
0: he can't send it. He can only get it because of Danny's youth. Remember, you Mm. mentioned that earlier. The shine seems to be more prevalent in the youth. Yeah. Maybe he can't broadcast his shine. Well,
1: they should have figured that. out. They should have did something. Yeah. But, But Dick's calling. You know, what's going on? I'm not hearing anything back. So, to go from Florida all the way to Colorado
0: in record time
1: and to die like 30 seconds to walk through the door, you know, you if, didn't see that coming.
0: <laughs> if I'm walking through a hotel that I know some sketchy stuff's going on yeah. in it, I'm not calling out like that. Yeah. No, you ain't going to know where no. I am. Mm-mm.
1: Anybody here? Yeah hello. yeah. hello, anybody here? Matter of fact, you, you know we're here.
0: Yeah. But, you know, his death is the only jump scare. Yeah in that entire movie well I guess the the lady in the bathroom you know yeah. when you see that switch, it's not really a jump scare it's just kind of like a mental thing Yeah. but you know when Jack pops out from behind that pillar and, and gets him in the chest just nails you know, him in the chest and the score my goodness yeah. is that is that perfect yeah. it almost
1: hurts your ears and then just that insane look on yeah. Jack's face yeah while he hits him with the act and then as he's pulling it out of his chest he's standing back up Like, this dude has lost it.
0: Do you think... I mean, this is definitely... You could do this with almost any movie out there. But we're talking about The Shining and Jack Nicholson. Um, Do you think that that was the perfect role for Jack Nicholson? Do you think it broadcasted his career to be the the massive career that it is today?
1: No, I don't, actually. I feel like it's a very well-known part of his. But I feel like my only issue with Jack Nicholson playing that role is... If it was like more of a mellow actor mm-hmm. who had reached that point and started acting like that, it probably would have sold better. Jack Nicholson's always kind of, you know, kind of antsy and has energy and it's kind of a certain demeanor about it. Okay. You know, cause he seemed like, he seemed bored oh. the entire movie, but to have a character who isn't like that, just an everyday person who all of a sudden snaps, it probably would have came across a little differently.
0: Yeah, but do you think they he was
1: that known
0: when the movie came out
1: yeah he may not have been superstar but I feel like he was known because he was handpicked by Kubrick to play that role okay yeah because he saw him in I think it was One Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest damn a couple years prior he he saw him in that and was like that's That's what I wanted yeah yeah
0: See, to me, I 1,000% feel like that propelled Jack Nicholson to becoming Jack Nicholson that mm-hmm. we have today. Oh. You know, his facial expressions, the the low to highs, mm-hmm. the manic smile and laughter yeah. that he's able to pull off. I mean, it's just, you know, kind of brings you to Robert England and, and Freddie. Yeah. You know, there's certain people that were meant for certain roles. Jack Nicholson was meant to be Jack.
1: Okay, So I guess with Shelley Duvall playing Wendy it kind of portrayed that character a certain way. Do you think if someone else played Jack that character would have came off... Awkward. Awkward, really? Or not
0: authentic. Okay. Jack Nicholson's role and in, in portrayal in that movie seemed like you were just recording Jack Nicholson being Jack Nicholson <laughs> like I think everybody should watch out and not leave Jack alone for over a month yeah because he would start like just, just axing axing everybody yeah. around
1: I'm trying to think of other roles I've seen him in in like horror type movies I can't think of any other ones I know he was in this really shitty movie called Wolf remember that that was not very good Wolf? Wolf hmm yeah, it's not very good. <laughs> There's many of those out there, yeah. though. And I think he's a writer. Oh. In that movie. And he's, like, in the snow or something, gets in an accident, and a wolf bites him. He becomes a werewolf.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Jack Nicholson I, as I, a I werewolf. I would
1: not recommend it at all, but...
0: Maybe it'll be an episode. <laughs> <laughs> you know, do some of those obscure ones out yeah. there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> So, you've got The Shining. Mm-hmm. It's it's one of the scariest movies to do your first content-oriented episode <laughs> of a podcast. Um, you know. But here we are, being able to sit and talk about our ideas and, and, and our thinking on the movie, mm-hmm. regardless if people agree with it or not. Um, but the, a question that I have for you is... Do you th- was it? A, what was the budget? Not, you don't have to give me the exact number. Was this medium, low, high? Nineteen million dollars. So very high. Yeah, that's for that hard time hard. period. Yeah, you know, we might be off, but that's yeah. about what you're thinking it is. I'm
1: thinking about nineteen million dollars.
2: Hmm,
0: because I, you know, while you watch it, it gives you the vibe. And this isn't to take away from anything. I hope this doesn't sound bad. It definitely gives you the vibe of a lower-budgeted movie. Very minimal actors and actresses. Yeah. Very obscure, you know, isolate location. Yeah. Clearly tell it's like a green screen backdrop in yeah. multiple scenes. <laughs> you know, and I get it. It's a whole different time period, and that's yeah. what they had to work with. But to me, it it definitely gives off the vibe of, like, John Carpenter's Halloween, the thing, you know, some of these, not as well. The thing was a lot bigger than Halloween, but you yeah, know, so just, something like
1: Friday the Thirteenth.
0: Yeah, Friday the Thirteenth. I I hate okay. saying it, but you know, it's your <laughs> <laughs> it's your nod. But I just I watching it tonight, you know, it just gave me that vibe, and it's it's
1: uh, maybe just Kubrick's directing style. I mean, that that could be it. I mean, to me, it looks like an expensive maybe. So we're in complete disagreement. Yeah, here. from just the the scenery, the effects that they have, the whole blood elevator—that alone. Oh well, yeah, that alone could not have been cheap. You're right. You're right. That seems like a we're in just one time.
0: Yeah, just make me sound like a complete yeah. idiot right now. That's totally- <laughs> I guess it's just like bits and pieces from the movie, um, meaning that you know obviously that like we we had already mentioned that intro there's probably a helicopter involved there's there were no drones in the 70s it's it's a beautiful shot but like in in the main parts of the movie that's that's I guess that's
1: what I meant where it
0: it felt small budgeted
1: okay yeah so let's get to probably something that's debated obviously quite a bit what's that the ending of the movie so the picture Mm. What does that mean to you?
0: It's simply meant to piss you off and make you wonder <laughs> about everything. Um, to me, it it probably a safe bet means that Jack's always been there. Whether it's his, his bloodline. I think at one time, it's like it would be... Well, because he could he have been alive? No, that's impossible. Well, he... alive, but not that age, not
1: the exact same age. No,
0: I mean, there's got to be a reason. I mean, it, it. I think it's just meant to confuse you.
1: I feel like it's reincarnation. Because earlier, when they talk about the Grady's, so they're Charles Grady mm-hmm. who killed his family. He meets Delbert Grady in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. They, according to Jack, he saw the newspaper that had his picture. And it must look exactly the same.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: We forget that little detail. Yeah.
1: So, it's just reincarnation. So, the guy he's talking to, Delbert, is from the 1920s, mm. the same year as that picture. Okay. That's why he tells Jack, you open been the caretaker, because from... Delbert Grady's standpoint in the 1920s, you were the caretaker.
0: Hmm. That's deep. Yeah. That's probably right. And my piss you off is not.
1: Yeah, Cooper, I got to figure it out.
0: Yeah. It's, it's definitely a, <laughs> uh, a, a, a spicy ending. Yeah. To just confuzzle you.
1: Yeah. But it, it's so open to debate because it could mean anything.
0: Yeah. And he never went on record saying. One or the other, did he? I don't think he did. No, not that I've ever heard or seen.
1: Yeah. Well, what's crazy is when we first started and Jack walks into that overlook, those pictures are hanging up through the doors. He doesn't, oh, okay. he doesn't go over the office, but yeah but the, the pictures are always there. So, he can't, so maybe he just never goes to that side of the hotel. He, he's not looking at the pictures. But like you said, he felt like he's been there before.
0: Yeah, he I mean he he, he mentions that yeah. multiple times. The
1: only explanation can be reincarnation. Do you feel like you've been there before to no know Lloyd on a first name basis to say that you always liked him? Yeah. You used him two minutes ago. Yeah. So it's just that battle of whoever whatever Torrance he was in the past to the one he is now. That's why everyone refers to him as Mr. Mr. Torrance. Mr. Torrance, yeah. But people who know him for the first time, like Mr. Ullman. Dick, they refer to him as Jack. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy.
1: Got it all figured out.
0: And clearly, you, you, you've <laughs> spent some time thinking about this. Being, My entire life i thought about <laughs> this. <laughs> being one of your favorite all times. Yeah. Um, how would you have ended it?
1: Mm, good question.
0: Since you've spent your whole life thinking about this movie.
1: I would have been okay with Jack dying, obviously. Wendy, if she has to, and Danny getting away. But then just showing a new caretaker taking over. Like going in there? Going in there.
0: Do you think it would be interesting if he's like, hey, uh, last year this guy got to try to kill his family and died in the snow? Yeah. Do you think it would have taken away from the movie if Jack survived? 100%
1: why a character like that he has to die first of all that would have changed the ending of the whole maze that would mean that he would have eventually gotten out of the maze somehow don't see how that would happen yeah but with Grady them dying or one of them or however they have that situation reincarnation that whole thing happening I feel like Jack was destined to die at the overlap
2: Okay,
0: yeah. So you feel like it would just be a complete crapshoot if he yeah. survived.
1: It would make even less sense than it does now. You know, it'd be even more open to debate if, okay, well, Jack lives. At that point, where does he go? He doesn't go back home. Yeah, yeah. I mean... He also killed the so... Yeah. <laughs> He'd be in prison. He, he, would, he, would be,
0: he would be locked away for, yeah. for life. Yeah. Um, do you like the way he died? Yeah. Just... just Taking a nice little seat in the snow. Yeah, and
1: just like, I'm done. i have done what I could.
0: Because I feel like... He must have just felt so defeated that he failed the mission?
1: Yeah, he failed the mission because Grady let him out the freezer.
0: Yeah, and they were, they were very, very wondering about that.
1: Yeah. the other a stern knew. talking to him. Yeah. He believed you, you let him out and then you died out there. So I guess... I guess the cops come. They probably retrieve his body, I would assume. zoo. I would assume yeah and then the spirit of the Torrences stays in the overlook and I guess so my thought would be so the next time someone else comes take over as a caretaker maybe instead of seeing Grady in the bathroom uh-huh. they see Jack Torrance in the bathroom ah. and they've heard about Jack Torrance
0: yeah sorry about the sound of freedom guys yeah
2: yes. <laughs> I love jet noise <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: Um so you would have it to be <clears throat> everything ends the same way uh-huh. Do you keep the picture and then kind of have it zoom out and then show basically Jack 2 walking through the door come spring or come next next winter yes, yes. sitting down hey you're the guy for the job but I gotta let you know that the last caretaker kinda went cuckoo yeah
1: and then you would have it end so what you're saying is that person that came for the interview mm-hmm. is another version of Jack Torrance. mhm yeah that's good yeah 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 I'm good with that you know, we're all,
0: you're onto something there yeah but I mean I get, I get it though cause we're sitting here how many every years later yeah you, you don't know the success of a movie when you're creating it
1: yeah you know
0: so, but that would be—that'd
1: be perfect. Yeah, or even just the idea earlier of if it's someone new when they go into the bath and they see Torrance instead of Grady, it's, you
2: know.
0: <clears throat> it would be one of those endings that I think to a lot of people would be proper, and even if you never did the full movie, you think so? It would be perfect. Okay. Because it shows that the hotel survives. The hotel is it it wasn't defeated.
1: Okay, true. And the way it ends, and using that type of dynamic of the hotel never dying or always living mm-hmm. takes you well into Doctor Sleep.
0: Yes. Yes, it does. But you know, we'll dive into Doctor Sleep more on the next episode, yeah. but I I think that even if you did our ending, Dr. Sleep can still happen.
1: Yeah, for sure. It, it
0: doesn't mean that the next one didn't put the hotel out of commission.
1: True. You know what I mean? Yeah. It definitely could happen, but either way, it just ties into it perfectly of the hotel being able to live on forever. So it's not just who inhabits the hotel, because even if you're not at the hotel, the spirits are still there. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, yeah, and that's that's what Dr. Sleep really, yeah. really dives into yeah. and was done so beautifully.
1: <clears throat> but
0: it would be, yeah, I think it'd be so much better of an ending than, you know, just the picture.
2: Hmm.
1: I mean, the picture's good. The picture's picture, great. picture allows for opportunities like this. Just sit and talk about it and pick it apart, but... Yeah. I guess it's one of those things too when it goes into different endings of what could have been could have been I'm sure they recorded alternate endings. But we're like, nope. This one we're gonna go with. Yeah,
0: yeah. Just to confuse people for generations. Yeah, for the <laughs> rest of their lives. <laughs> oh man. That is a that is an intense movie for just the highs and lows of emotions.
1: Yeah, I agree. The Shine definitely takes you on a roller coaster ride yeah. from beginning to end. Yeah. And even though it's not high paced the entire time, it, it deals with your emotions and your, your psyche. It really, the entire movie. Yeah,
0: it really clicks on your noggin. Yeah, even
1: the small things you think aren't a big like like the design of the building. Yeah. When they're walking through it, you think it's not a big deal, but. From the shot they show leading up to it, the way the building is built, when Jack comes through and goes to the front desk, hangs that right, and that first door on the right, you know, from just the design of the building, that office shouldn't have a window. Hmm. So it's already psychologically putting you like, this thing's going to take you for a ride. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: That's that's super nerd nerddom right there. Yeah. yeah, was, and yeah. I love it. Yeah. But I never knew that. Hmm. Never knew that little tidbit of information. That's yeah. interesting.
1: Yeah. Just pull out the uh, blueprint of the <laughs> overlook and just
0: check it out. <laughs> uh, Jack Nicholson took a right here went <laughs> right through this door here. There's like, a window. <laughs> yeah. It shouldn't be. should be just wall. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Man. That is just, that is a beautiful film.
1: It is. You know. That is a piece of art for sure. It's on a different level of different. Other horror movies like Halloween or Friday the Thirteenth. It it's a psychological thriller, almost.
0: Yeah, it definitely gives you more of a psychological thriller.
1: But definitely has the horror aspects too. Hundred percent. Yeah,
0: definitely with the obviously the creepy ghosts and the theoretical yeah. possession of Jack.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, or it's confirmed. I'm not sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, the ghost, Yeah, you know, not every ghost is scary or horror movie. but you know, we will there well yeah we'll obviously
0: dive into that more but um it is a true classic Mm -hmm. i hope we did it justice in this episode of just talking our own opinions and thoughts
1: yeah i mean if you can't go wrong with your own opinions no i mean
0: (laughs) yeah but um is there is there anything else you'd like to add about the
1: shining um just pretty much if you haven't watched it in a while rewatch it rewatch it yeah you'd be surprised that
0: little things you'll pick up on I mean we literally just sat through watching it yeah and wrote down so, so many different things yeah. that intrigued us yeah um it is definitely one that we would love feedback on
1: yeah so after you rewatch it watch the video leave some comments yeah let us know give us your feedback anything we missed
0: anything we messed up yeah Any ideas that you think are absolutely stupid that we stated
1: today? Yeah, let us know. If you find I'm I'm wrong about the window office thing, let me know as well.
0: Yeah, let them know how, because my
1: my man Jake here is a stickler.
0: I got the blueprints. Accuracy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, we we would love as much feedback as possible, guys. We want to be one of those podcasts that's very interactive with our fan base. Um, You know, there's a YouTube now. We're on Spotify for sure. We're working on getting on the other ones. Bear with us. We're trying our best. Um, Anchor. You can definitely listen to us on Anchor. Anchor, Spotify, YouTube. We do have an Instagram page, J Squared Horror Podcast. And if you click on the link in the bio, you can actually go to our website. And there is a form you can fill out.
1: Yeah. So we're taking any requests or anything you want us to cover. Um, if you have a favorite movie you want us to sit and talk about, we can do that as well. Yeah,
0: and please, the more obscure the better. Yeah. We actually had our first submission. We had a fan reach out and they want us to do an episode on It.
1: Which would definitely be fun.
0: I think they mean the new
1: It. I I would think so. I mean, I'm, we can I'm do up both. For, we can do it all, but... I mean, I love Tim Curry, so I'll do that one too. Oh, man, the Tim Curry one. So, it, yeah. it terrified generations. It did.
0: But... Big shout out to Braden for being the first one to, you know, let us know what, what, what he wanted to hear. Yeah. And we appreciate that.
1: Definitely love the feedback. We
0: do. Um, you know, if you guys just, yeah, please feedback. We're, we're new at this. (laughs) We're, we're, as you can tell, Yeah, we're We're very new. (laughs) We're very new. We, we really just want to do something completely different that hasn't been going on that we've noticed. Yeah. And some of these uh, different podcast channels. And we want to be very interactive and very different. We don't want to just do movie reviews. We want to find the most obscure films. You know, Jake's a big fan of Brutal Axes. So if you find anything with that, send it our way.
1: We will definitely cover it. We will. 100%. Um,
0: Like we mentioned, please tune in next week. We will be doing Dr. Sleep. Sleep. Uh, which is a big, big favorite of ours. Yeah. Um, obviously a beautiful, beautiful second to an Untouchable Classic.
1: Yeah. So, Doctor Sleep, will that be coming out on, Was that Tuesday? It'll be next Thursday. Next Thursday. Next Thursday. So, tune yeah. in next Thursday.
0: Next Thursday. Uh, next Tuesday, we'll have another little, uh, just me and Jake kind of sh- shooting the shit. Uh, no no real topic just yeah. kind of going uh, going off off the top of our heads
1: and hopefully if you guys leave in no the comments we'll talk about what you want to talk about
0: yeah yeah the more feedback we get the better we're able to kind of steer this ship um it, it right now we just are going off of the seat of our pants <laughs> <laughs> trying to trying to put out the content that we we think you guys will like to hear yeah. um, especially a big one like this so uh, as always i want to take a big big shout out to my boy Lucky Riggs in the intro the intro may only be 10 seconds but if you guys stick around after the video his full song that he did is at the end of the video or at the yeah, end of the podcast
1: totally worth listening to it
0: is it's music inspired by Nightmare on Elm Street and John Carpenter's Halloween it is it is heavy it's it's awesome and another big big shout out to my boy Jeff Bridge. Jeff oh man what's his last name balance Balance. jeff balance balance. i started saying jeff bridges like we knew
1: him big shout Shout out to jeff balance and also jeff bridges
0: and also jeff bridges uh jeff did all of our design work um you know we got our own personal hoodies um all the all the logos you guys see on our social medias was all him we we love it we we really do so as always thank you for tuning in to j squared horror podcast i'm josh and i'm Drake. we'll talk to you soon Welcome to the J Squared Horror Podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Jake. And on today's episode, we are going to talk about Dr.
1: Sleep. Yes, the sequel to Stanley Kubrick's The Shining, directed by Mike Flanagan.
0: Mike Flanagan directed it. Mm-hmm.
1: What else has Mike done? Um, He has done Haunting of Hill House. Really? Yeah. Like the original? No, the one on Netflix. Oh. Yeah.
0: I did not know that. Yeah. Huh.
1: That's, that's really cool. <laughs> I love that show. I've never seen the show, but... That's You've what never I seen The Haunting I've of Hill House? It. I've never seen I've seen, like, Trailer. i never actually watched the show. So, Doctor Sleep, full of The Shine,
0: kids, Danny Torrance growing up. Yeah. Man, I'm excited to get into it. I'm excited as well. So, <clears throat> with everything that we talked about in The Shining... Mm-hmm. How do you feel like Dr. Sleep does
1: being a direct sequel to The Shining? Um, I think overall, it does hit all the right points. But me personally, it doesn't really feel like a direct sequel until you hit the point where they're going back to the Overlook. Wait,
0: wait, wait. wait, wait, Hold on, hold on, hold on. You do not think that Dr. Sleep is a direct sequel until well through three quarters of the movie. That is correct. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't disagree with you more. (laughs) Well, I guess I feel that way
1: because with most sequels, whether or not you've seen the first one, Mm -hmm. especially iconic movies, you kind of know quickly into it, okay, this is a sequel to something else. Yeah. For me, it almost feels like if you haven't watched The Shining like recently or at all, you're kind of like, okay, well, what is this about? Yeah, well, I mean, a
0: lot of horror movies are like that if you don't know the original.
1: Well, I mean, some of the classics, like, you know, Friday the 13th, you don't necessarily <laughs> have to watch the previous one to understand any of them. Well,
0: yeah, but this is, these are actually like in depth, like, meaningful movies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jason does have meaning, alright? Jason does have
0: meaning. But Tons of meaning. <laughs> For me, <laughs> I think that, you know, in Doctor Sleep, I mean, obviously you have the very similar score mm-hmm. throughout the entire film. Yeah. And you have the Danny and Dick bench scene, mm-hmm. as well as obviously... Danny, Torrance having to deal with the demons still, and Dick helping him through his his box trick that he had for his grandfather. Correct?
1: Yeah. So I guess my understanding is the spirits at the Overlook mm-hmm. they attached themselves to Danny. Yeah. And then when he went back home, they were home with him.
0: Yeah, they were sticking with the poor kid. Okay. All right. Yeah. But, you know, it's kind of crazy because throughout The Shining, I mean, you don't get too much Dick Howard, but the bits you do, you really don't get to know Dick. No, you do not. At all. So it was kind of cool to see that he stuck around in some kid's life who is the son of the guy that murdered him. Yeah. You know, he could have easily just stayed in his little ghost world and... Stayed nice and warm walking down the beach. <laughs> that is dedication. That's pure dedication. Yeah. And it's, it just speaks volumes to who Dick Howard is, to the storyline of, do- you know, the shining and Dr. Sleep. Yeah. And <clears throat> do you think that they do Dick
1: justice oh, in yeah. Dr. Sleep? I definitely do, yeah. Okay. They so, make him more of a, a major character to me because he is... His advice and his direction leads Danny down the path of helping Abra and chasing after the True Knots. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's
0: that's definitely later on in the film, but he's throughout the majority of the film helping. Um, Did you feel like the getting to know a little bit of Dick Howard's history, Mm -hmm. as in, you know, Danny's dad was abusive and an alcoholic, and it sounds like Dick's grandfather Mm -hmm. was someone similar who he had to eventually lock away in his box.
1: Yeah, I feel like in the fabric of the movie, that kind of means nothing, but it was good to know. No. (laughs) 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 That's a very
0: crucial point because... (laughs) As you see, as you see with the opening scenes and Dr. Sleep, Mm -hmm. Dan is a raging alcoholic who probably left some girl dead on her bed who OD'd.
1: Yeah, but I feel like Dick giving him that box when he was a kid, the box has served their purpose. The fact that Dick's grandfather was abusive, I don't see what that means or... Why that matters, but the boxes are a good idea, yeah. Yeah, the has obviously worked yeah for numerous years,
0: yeah. Um, and letting Danny move past
1: that, but Danny couldn't get past his father, yeah. Well, that's a horrific experience to go through, especially as a five year old. Yeah, I wouldn't know. You would carry that, I mean, I wouldn't either, but you would carry <laughs> that for the rest of your life, I would assume. Your father chasing behind you trying to murder you and the fact that you led him astray in a maze and in essence killed him yourself. Yeah, turned him into a popsicle. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's tough. That's it is gotta tough. It's gotta be tough. So, do you like that Dan, Danny, Dan Torrance mm-hmm. goes down that path? Do you think it was vital to the storyline?
1: I do. Because I feel like it takes him down that path of Reminiscing about his father, mm-hmm. um, his childhood, his experience at the Overlook, and the years after that. So I feel like obviously that experience and the shine itself kind of led him down that path, but a m- much larger part was probably his father.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah no, I, I, I like that.
1: Um. I think he, the drinking subsides the shine.
0: It kind of mutes it.
1: Yeah, so he's drinking a lot. And it just happens his father was also an alcoholic. So it's almost like it runs in the family almost. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it would It would seem it's It's
0: the demon that always haunts yeah. the Torrance guys. Yeah. How about him randomly showing up in some town mm-hmm. with a choo-choo guy? Mm-hmm. A little town. And being
1: rescued by bill um i feel like that was just it was meant to happen because i don't think it explains why he went there does it no he just hopped on a train or a bus yeah so he just hopped on the bus and stopped there it's probably
0: all the money he had is the
1: only place he can go yeah they stole off that woman (laughs)
0: It was his money because she used it to buy Coke.
1: (laughs) Allegedly. We don't know. We we never saw her take his money. No, but it's it's a a waste. mm -hmm. He might have gave it to her. Yeah, for the Coke. For them both to enjoy. Allegedly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, the reason I brought up Billy. um, Right, Billy? Yeah, Billy. That's his name. Okay. Um, And that is because I think Billy has the shine. Yeah, for sure. It's a very small... Bit of shine. Yeah. But part of me wants to think that that's what drew them together.
1: Yeah. And he says how he can read people.
0: Yeah. He's always been a good read of people. Yeah.
1: He's half the shine. Maybe he didn't know what it was. No. But that's what it was right there. It's the shine for sure. And I feel like that ties into, plus Danny's coming to that town in general reminds me of when his dad went to the Overlook. I mean, he could have taken a job literally anywhere else, and I'm not sure if he even mentions how he found about that job. No, it never does. Yeah, so it, they're just drawn. To he this. heard about it in Colorado. Yeah, he's heard about it. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. So he's drawn to it, and then that's what goes into the scene where, in The Shining, is, is Mr. Ullman in the office. Mm-hmm. Dr. Sleep is Dr. Dalton in the exact same office. The exact same office? Explain. Yeah, so... And Dr. Sleep, the office where Dr. Dalton is talking to Danny, mm-hmm. the paint on the wall was the exact same paint in the office of Mr. Ullman, where Jack had his interview at the Overlook. Oh. Same window spotting, same flag on the desk, same mm-hmm. name, nameplate. It's the exact same pictures in the background. It's the exact same thing. Yeah, and there's a red book,
0: and yeah. it's only a notebook in the Dr. Sleep, but I think it's meant to, to look exactly yeah. the same now that you've said that.
1: Everything leads back to the Overlook. Yeah, which this movie then shows us later.
0: Yeah. Um, what What did you, th- you know, Dan has always said that he turned off the shine, mm-hmm. right? So then you get into this whole hey, Doc, you left your watch mm-hmm. on a soap dispenser. Mm-hmm. He was shining. Yeah. So he just
1: was like, it's a cool time to use it. Well, I think at that point, he had gone a day or two without drinking. I think it was five days. Oh, well, five days without drinking. So he cleared his mind up some. And that's what also I think. So after after that, Dalton has him in his office. And I feel like I mentioned how I think Mr. Ullman was like the finder of the caretakers. Yeah. For the Overlook, I feel like after they interact with Dalton, he brings him to the exact same office and leads him on a direction to be the um, orderly at yeah. the hospital. Yeah, which is where he becomes Doctor Sleep. Exactly. I feel like so they're they're chosen for whatever reason. They're chosen for these positions, and ultimately just takes them back to the Overlook. So while while we are watching the movie, you said
0: something very. Funny to me, but interesting. You thought that Dan and the
1: cat were shining together. <laughs> yeah, dude, because it was it's so <laughs> weird how the cat can pick up on <laughs> when someone's about to die. And Danny also knows it too, obviously. So I feel like, so the cat's telling him, hey, he's about to die, let's go. The cat sits on the bed, Danny comes, touches him, talks to him, puts in the rest, does their part, they're shining. The cat and Danny are one. They're one.
0: <laughs> For all of our cat fans out there, there is a cat
1: shined. So. Yeah. If you've ever been if, sitting with your cat, and all of a sudden your cat knows, like, hey, man, this is about to go down. Yeah, it is. You are shining with your cat. <laughs> you know, I think the litter box
0: needs to be uh, emptied. Oh, I think they just shined with their cat. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh now, now we can get into uh Let's let's circle back to to Violet and Rose. Okay. Yeah. So, you got because that's the opening scene in the movie, mm-hmm. right? This cute little girl at an RV park with her family. Goes to the water. Sees a nice lady sitting there has a magical hat that happens to have her name flowers in her hat mm-hmm. and then you got how how many people showing up in the woods and she's just like oh stay calm little girl they're my friends
1: yeah so when the first one popped up I think okay well that's a little creepy that's a too? little weird yeah. and then you look around and it's like eight of them. <laughs> yeah. oh man like perfectly spaced like, out that kid knew I am fucked <laughs> I need to get out of here. So I was like, um, I should probably go.
0: <laughs> and the poster that you you then later see, and I think there's a timestamp too. It's 1980, correct? Yeah. So how long after the Overlook would that
1: have been, do you think? Probably a couple of months. A couple of months? Yeah, I don't think it's been too long. Okay. Because I feel like cause The Shining came out in 1980. Oh, okay. So I feel like maybe. Based right around that. Yeah. Okay. They didn't, they didn't just get back. I'm not sure if they were originally from Florida or not, but I know Dick was in
0: Florida. Yeah, Dick was in Florida. Yeah. And he just said they moved to Florida because they hated the snow. They never yeah. wanted to see snow again. Mm. So maybe it was just the fact that it was a warm, yeah, about it, as warm as you can get. Yes. Yeah, still not safe there, obviously, but. No, clearly not. It, it was a good attempt. So was she, was Violet stolen in Florida? Why else would that poster have been there?
1: Yeah. So she had to have been stolen pretty nearby. Yeah, I think when it starts, it says Florida, 1980. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So they're in the... I feel like Rose probably picked up also on Danny Shine. Well, mm, I don't know, because I think he shut it completely off. You can't shut it all the way off. He was was on the bench talking to Dick. Yeah, and Dick's obviously dead, and yeah that's the shine yeah it's Dan's fault that poor little girl <laughs> take taken yeah 100% Dan's fault he's always in the way he should have started drinking when he was younger and then he would yeah, he he have been good his entire life drinking at <laughs> heat, <buddy. laughs> but uh yeah so but I did notice 1980 popping up a couple of times so, yep. so obviously the initial scene and then also Abra yeah her house address, the number was 1980. What do you think the significance the 1980 is so much? Um, nothing, but just fan service that The Shining came out in
2: 1980.
1: Oh, yeah, that's really all it is. I respect that. Yeah, that's cool. Plus, it, it's it's super quick. It's like it shows the house, shows the numbers like the brick mailbox, and it goes where well, you never see it again. But yeah, I noticed it. Of course you did. Yeah. You notice
0: every fine detail <laughs> in movies.
1: Um, <laughs> Details are my thing, guys.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, you got these group of Shine suckers mm-hmm. who are on the hunt for kids with a shine. Yeah. Dan, Danny. He doesn't turn Dan till later. Um, turns it off. It would would we would assume after he boxes up the old lady. Yeah. To an extent, because later on in the movie, you see the multiple boxes. So obviously he's battled
1: other ones later on, but so I'm guessing all the ones from the overlook probably slowly came after him. Yeah. He just locked them all up. Or do you think he went looking for them? Just to get it over with. I think they came to him. Okay. I only see him as the aggressor type (laughs) at all. So fast forward. Okay. To, you know
0: the movie yeah and you got the same group of shine suckers mm-hmm. that find this little blonde girl in a the movie theater oh yeah
1: snake bite Andy
0: snake bite Andy who is able to use the shine a completely different way yeah. than what we've we've previously seen
1: yeah like there are different levels to the shine do you think it's levels or just skill sets both okay I feel like, so Dick had the shine, Danny had the shine, they used it the exact same way, but they were different levels of strength of it. Yeah. But with Andy, it's a whole different use of it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. She's considered a pusher.
1: Which I feel like she uses it for good, though.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, they manipulate her to be yeah. bad. Which is crazy. But, you know, they find her in the movie theater doing the Predator. Yeah. Thing which yeah. is cool, yeah. And then, do you think that she is successful on using it, getting using it against Crowdaddy? Um,
1: to me, it looked that way. But now, I think of it, I just think that he knew that Rose was yeah. right around the corner. Yeah, it was just a diversion. Yeah, it was purely a diversion tactic. Yeah.
0: So then you get, they obviously take her. Mm-hmm. Hey, you want to stay young for a while? Yeah, which I feel like, who's going to say no to that? I mean, obviously, she utilizes her youth to her favor. Yeah. Even though, she, you know, obviously traumatic things happened to that poor girl. Yeah. That turned her into Snakebite Andy. But sure. <clears throat> they go out into a beach. She kind of lets her lay in her lap. hmm It's about to happen. hmm She drinks some Scream. I mm-hmm. think it was Violet.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's excruciatingly painful for her. Yeah, cause I think she mentions that she dies. In a sense. Yeah, she felt like she was dying, and then Rose, I think, says, "You did. You did. Yeah. I guess the the human form of her. Yeah, they're no longer humans. Is dead. They're shine suckers. And now you just you never age. As long as you get your steam, you're good. Yeah. Do they have an official title, or are we just gonna start calling them shine suckers? Uh, true nuts. True knots. True knots, yep.
0: See that's why I got you here, bud. Yep.
1: Yes, yeah. See, I think the true knots is because I think uh Grandpa Flick mentions that what the speech he gives while they're doing the whole mm-hmm. ceremony on her pretty much about them tying themselves to each other. Yeah so, tying like a knot.
0: Oh, yep. okay. Dan's all grown up. Mm -hmm. We know for sure that there's true knots out there. Mm -hmm. And then you got Abra. Abra starts in the movie as just this adorable little girl Mm -hmm. at her birthday party. Messing with the magician saying, bro, I can do it better.
1: Even just from the beginning, like she was just such a better kid than Danny was. Oh my gosh. She knows she has the ability. Magic. Magic. And she uses the ability mm-hmm. rather than hide from it or it's yeah, make up an imaginary friend, <laughs> which is the strangest thing.
0: And what do you think
1: connected Abra to Dan? I feel like, like I mentioned before, or you mentioned before, there's like a radius mm-hmm. of uh, people you know who have to shine too. It would seem like it. She probably just put it out there, connected with Dan. That's why she's sent that. Hello message. Yeah, but that he was, responded. That was so random. Yeah. Well, she's a kid too. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you're not and she be said like, that she thought Dan was her imaginary friend. Yeah. And you got the whole blackboard that they're able to share their little notes on. Yeah. So they're talking for years on this blackboard back and forth because she used her to just randomly found Dan because she was was when she
0: used that first hello when she was like the birthday age. Yeah. And then it fast forwards what.
1: Eight, seven, eight years. I think seven, eight years. Yeah, I think it was twenty eleven at first, then the fast forward like seven. years. Yeah. So yeah, eight years on. Yeah, twenty nine. Yeah, yeah, good, yeah. Eight years.
0: Dan has gotten a whole new chip. Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you like that scene when he finally has, his or when you get to see his
1: speech? I love it because it shows. Uh, Danny evolving, yeah, conquering his issues, getting past it feels like the whole father thing, Mm -hmm. and the fact that he mentions Jack about how he once stood there at one point and after five months and everything, and before things took a turn. (laughs) That's such a subtle way to say what happened. So, I feel like it was a good moment for him Mm -hmm. and for Jack, the memory of Jack. And it helps to see him in a positive light yeah. versus trying to kill him as a kid. Yeah. yeah. I
0: mean, ultimately, I think going through the process of healing, you have to separate the bad and just try to focus on the good.
2: Yeah. 100%. No matter how
0: dramatic. Yeah, you do. Yeah. <clears throat> so now you've got the baseball boy. hmm Right? Yeah. That is a great scene. Dude, you want to talk about... So, I think I mentioned it on... I know we've talked about it Mm -hmm. before, but... The utilization of good, young actors and actresses in horror, in particular, Mm -hmm. is something that makes or breaks horror films. But when it makes it, it makes it. Oh, yeah, I agree. I mean, you got two... Just, I mean, unfortunately, the baseball boy, you get to see him hit a baseball walk down the street. When he gets killed, mm-hmm. I know it's brutal, people, but it's this is a horror podcast, all right? <laughs> it is authentic-seeming. I mean, he is just in agony in the way they all just kind of creep around him and are just yeah. purely enjoying
1: that. It's so good. Ugh. So, I read somewhere, so the actor, Jacob Tremblay, the child actor that's him yeah oh yeah so him and his father Mm -hmm. are on set and so the two of them know how he's going to do the scene but the adult actors don't know
2: oh really (laughs) so
1: and what they said was the scene goes on a lot longer than that but a lot of they couldn't use because rebecca ferguson who plays rose the hat Mm -hmm. couldn't get her lines out Oh, it was just that brutal. Yeah. Oh wow. It said she was just like stuck. Oh
2: wow. Yeah,
1: because it was it was that intense, and that when the scene ended, he hops up, high fives his dad, <laughs> and they go about the next scene. He, he killed it though. Yeah.
2: It just. Yeah. Ugh, yeah and know. also
1: back to the baseball scene. Mm-hmm. So I noticed that Danny Lloyd, who played Danny Torrance. Yeah, is in that scene as well. Is he one of the the, the the guys talking? Yeah, he's the only guy talking. Oh, he's the one
0: that talks, yeah. talking about oh, this yeah. kid can see yeah. into the pictures. That's him. Yeah, that's him. No, it's not. That
1: is him. Oh
0: God. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. That is cool. That's that's really cool. They, yeah. I love when when movies pay homage to, yeah. to the original characters, yeah. and you know that's why Halloween's one of my favorites. Um, but man. In that murder scene mm-hmm. of the baseball boy. Yeah. They're not at in close proximity to Aber at all.
1: No. But she feels it. Please help me understand. Yeah, because I feel like the strength of her shine rivals Rose. No, yeah, I mean, I get that. If not more. But... But it goes to the same thing, like, it's a... Have they not killed since Violet? Maybe not. Or maybe she had a connection to that boy, or maybe she knew about it, I don't know. I feel I just know they haven't killed since 1980. Yeah, that's what I'm like saying, because the
0: they, they are very hungry in yeah. this
1: little couple month period <laughs> yeah, that but we see. Think about it, 20 years after that, I mean, Abra's not even born yet, still. Yeah. So she doesn't know who they are. Never thought about them. But I feel like something triggers her to think about him. Do you think that she's just... Yeah, he has the shine too, obviously. Well, yeah, he has the shine. But
0: once again, we go back to my homing beacon theory. Yeah. And it shoots at the shit. Because they're nowhere near each other. Yeah, well, her... The strength strength of her shine can go... It's like a Doppler. It can go wider out. Yeah. Do you think she was finally getting control of her shine and starting to realize how almost it's kind of working as the year's grown on because like you said she outsmarts
1: Danny's shine right out the gate with just the magic yeah but then when her parents see her do that she has to learn how to control it and hone it in that's why she's had control of her shine for quite some time now but when he gets killed
0: she almost feels it Yeah, like it's happening to her Yeah, she wakes up screaming
1: okay but that's just like it's kind of like Dick like Dan- and Danny yeah, yeah. <sighs> exact same thing that's it
0: mind blown yeah
1: that's when you mentioned the radius he felt yeah, it
0: he felt it yeah so her shine is so strong and the kid's
1: shines are so strong yeah.
0: that they pick up on the brutality of it yeah, but if it's kid to kid that's super strong cause I think that maybe they were like super duper hungry yeah. and they maybe went a little more brutal with this yeah, murder they slaughtered this kid you know there was something about that that awoken that because while all that's happening she not only hones in on the baseball boy Mm -hmm. but she smashes red rum into dan torrance's chalkboard yeah and kicks him off the bed probably scared the shit out of him no he doesn't he get pushed off the bed
1: yeah in the in the force yeah so this girl's got some shine dude she does that's why they want her so bad. But I think it's interesting that so Crow Daddy wants to, he he suggests, turning her. Yeah, but Rose would never like, have nah, that because Rose that. is more powerful. Yeah.
0: And I, I think she likes being the most powerful. I think it has a lot to do with the woman thing, too. That could be it too. Like, because she's got a significant, like, all the the men mm. in that circle. Yeah. The women are pretty irrelevant. I mean, they don't even have lines, I'm pretty Maybe sure. Except Andy. Well, yeah, but she was brought in. I'm talking about, like, the OG. Well Yeah, I don't think... Do they even talk? No. They're just, like, background characters yeah. cooking burgers and dogs. Yeah. Yeah, they are, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> That's yeah. all they're doing. They're just background characters for filler, I guess. Just More here. exciting kills they're later. here to cook and clean. <laughs> cook, clean, and suck the souls out of kids. <laughs> um, so, Dan... Mm-hmm. Is like, whoa. Yeah. I don't like this. Starts kind of like writing some questions on the chalkboard, correct? Trying to figure out, like, who is your friend or something like that? Yeah, who? Like, baseball boy. Yeah. (laughs) And then, thank God for technology, because that little girl goes out on her own in the library. Yeah. And finds out who he is.
1: Yeah. From a missing kid's search and it's so crazy as she's sitting there she's reading the thoughts of everyone of around the her kids around her.
2: yeah
1: hell
0: can we just do a can they just do a movie on abra sure. I, would, I would sign up
1: only if they name it Abra katabra oh if they don't i don't want to see it <laughs> there's no way her name is abra she thinks she has magic and you don't call it abracadabra. <laughs> you know, throughout
0: the whole movie, I'm like, I think that's why they call her. It yeah, it's got to you know, be. So, <clears throat> you've got Baseball Boy. Mm-hmm. You've got Red Brum. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, let's go. Let's, let, uh, here we go. At that point, you weren't cool with it tying into The Shining either? We're getting there. Get out of here. We're getting there. Get out. We're not even close. We're only halfway, bro.
1: I mean, you know, like a little flashback of him on, you know, on his... Tricycle riding through, and the, yeah. I'm the saying the hangers on the floor. Yeah, we know, we know. Oh, okay, unimpressed. Clearly, guys. Yeah, 100 right. unimpressed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, we got all of the all, all of these things happening. The movies, the movie's starting to kick off, right? Sure. It's it's completely kind of shifted vibes. Yeah. It's been subtle all mm-hmm. the whole movie. Now yeah. it's in your face. It's here. Yeah. You've got the connection between Abby. You got the connection with Dan. You got the connection with Rose. You got the connection with the baseball boy. All right. Mm-hmm. Shout out baseball boy. Little girl, yeah. Little girl is able to utilize what most kids are able to do now, a computer. Yeah. And figure out, okay, this is him. And she kind of flashes back, and then that's when she sees, I call him Lonnie, but his name is
1: Fat something. Um, I know you're talking about, can't remember his name. Chunky dude. Oh, some of the Chunk? No, it's like fat something. No, I think it's like bury the chunk. Oh, I think it is something like so maybe, that. Or just call him Lonnie for now. Right? Yeah, we'll just call him Lonnie. Who is. Yeah, the Lonnie. connection yeah.
0: with Halloween Kills. <laughs> um, so then she must be able to... How do, you, how do you think she figures out where Dan lit... She uses the shine beacon to... Find him? There's no way that yeah. that upstairs apartment shed that he's in
2: is <laughs> listed
1: in the mail. Well, if you remember, she didn't go to his house. No, she finds him in public. Yeah, on the bench where he works at. So I feel like if your shine is that strong, she probably didn't use a computer to get there. It's like trying to find the Dragon Balls. She probably just used her mind. I know where he's at. I know when he works. I know where he's at currently. She can channel and jump in people's minds and stuff. She probably just He's kind of at work. I'm going to go if I leave it this time. I'll catch them at this time. Plus, I don't know how far they are from it. They, they keep like an hour away. Who knows?
0: Yeah, I don't think they are very far from each other. So I think
1: they're both in New Hampshire.
0: Yeah, definitely the Northwest. Yeah. Or the Northeast. <laughs>
1: northeast. <laughs> northeast,
2: yeah. So,
0: that <laughs> 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 was way off. I was on the other coast. Um, <laughs> so, here comes a pivotal scene, guys. We got Abra, the new shine. Okay. The raw power. Okay. You got old boy Dan sobered up, telling people they're dying. Yeah. Right? Whoa, little girl. I don't know about sitting here on a bench with you in today's world. Oh, no, it's fine. You're my uncle. Hey, listen, here's what's going on. This little boy died. I need your help. Immediately shut her down. Like, Dan does what Dan does Not best. Not doing that.
1: Tries to tuck tail and hide. Yeah, fear. fear. Pure fear. Yeah. The shine is dangerous. Don't ever use it. Never talk to me again. (laughs) Get back on the bus and get the fuck out of here. Just never come back. Yeah. Ever. I'm not your uncle. Whoever's chasing you, let it be. And then, you know, who shows up?
0: Dick.
2: My man Dick.
0: Yeah. He shows up and is like, listen, you dumbass. Yeah. If you don't help this girl.
1: All of this has been in vain. I mean, pretty much. Dude, your dad killed me. You owe me. Yeah, I'm pulling, I'm yeah, pulling that card pulling I'm pulling that card right now. After 40 years, you owe me. <laughs> help her out. <laughs> I got brutally murdered. Yeah. And you're not going to go help this little girl catch some soul suckers? Basically, this is my last time visiting you too, so uh, don't let me down. Figure your shit out. Yeah. Nobody cares about that chip in your pocket. Go help something he's real. Like,
0: he's like, oh, fuck. Okay, I'll go help. All right. So we got the help. Mm-hmm. Dan, Dan just gets up, goes downstairs, knock, knock, knock. Hey, buddy, you're not going to believe anything I'm about to tell you, but you might ride or die. you going to ride and die.
1: That's true friendship.
0: Bro ship at its
1: finest. The fact that he drove to Iowa? Yeah. They do a lot of driving in this movie, by the way. Hey, in a, a what? lot of driving. In a
0: what? Early 2000s, Toyota Camry, baby.
1: <laughs> Shout out to Toyota Camry. Shout out to Camry's baby. <clears throat> so And what's, what's so crazy to me that he is like,
0: all right, let's do it. Yeah, let me just sit in the passenger seat and sleep.
1: Can you imagine? So they're driving there You tell them, hey, man, so we're going to Iowa. We're going to dig up a dead kid. Okay. There's a chick telling me you can't see her. Not a chick. A little girl. There's a little child telling me. There's a dead kid somewhere else. We're all the way there. We're going to dig this kid up. And then at that point, we're going to do what? So my thinking is, I think I'm a good friend. Yeah. Like overall.
0: Yeah, I agree. In that situation, mm-mm. I'm like, all right. just Let me just look at the facts real quick. <laughs> you show up on a bus. You're an alcoholic. Yeah. You've obviously had a rough past. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> You... You, you want me to drive to Iowa with you because some magical little sp- connection mm-hmm. with people mm-hmm. told you that this little kid got murdered. I'm going to hop in the car and roll with you. I wouldn't. <laughs> I'm calling the cops. Yeah. I'm like, I found a serial killer. He
1: kills kids. And they're buried in Iowa. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Something about a baseball glove. <laughs> I, I really like to think I'm a good friend, but in that instance, I'm, I'm snitching.
1: Yeah, that's insane. And, and my initial thought was, so, so they got there, they dig the kid up, and then do they call the police? No, do, They just bury him. Okay, we, found, we know he's here. No, so... No, let's go. So it's like, uh,
0: it's the, the, to me, that kind of awkward hunting story. Yeah, man, I shot this deer. It, it yeah. ran, it hid. Five days later, I found it. Yeah. That's and the th- exact same smell. And all I asked was,
1: can you smell that? <laughs> just, dude, doesn't it stink? Just so, a so, 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 yes. Let's continue on. So
0: you got that waste of five minutes
1: of film. Yeah, like, dude, where is this going?
0: <laughs> but it weirdly connects it because then Dan knows that he has hunting rifles, which they then use later.
1: Yeah. But in my mind, <laughs> I, I just see Danny asking him that. Billy and saying this smells nothing like that. Yeah. What do you no. Yeah, What are we talking about? Yeah. Who who killed this kid? Did you kill this kid?
0: All right. Like you said, they're digging up this kid's body. They both, you know, he pukes, DNA everywhere, right? I've watched some CSI Miami in my day. So they're touching it without gloves. Yeah. They're puking everywhere, leaving hair follicles, and just doing the worst possible excavating of a body.
1: These two random guys from New Hampshire (laughs) (laughs) came all the way out to Iowa to dig this kid up, leave him shown, vomit all over the place. Just (laughs) just everywhere. (laughs) What what is this?
0: So they find the glove, which was the ultimate goal, right? Yeah. I kind of wish they could have dug and just found the glove. But yeah. they hit a finger. Yeah. and they see a face in okay. the foot. Right.
1: There's
0: the foot touching all over.
1: There's some hands.
0: There's a face. <laughs> and see, needless to say, they leave an active crime scene immediately, <laughs> behind, letting no law enforcement <laughs> know. But it's it's kind of funny because uh, part of Aber's reasoning for doing this is a proper burial yeah. for the kid. So, I guess that's kind of like just in the, in the yeah, background. Yeah, like that. You know, maybe the cops
1: showed up. You know, yeah. Anonymous call came through. Yeah, well, yeah, we can't risk this, guys. We got to We gotta get out of here. <laughs> so, they... And what sucks, though, is that Billy went through all that to get these guns. They have this elaborate plan out Yeah, that's what, the was, that's what I was going
0: to talk to you about next. So, they go to back to her house. Mm-hmm.
1: They... No. When did she tell the dad? Is that... I think that's prior to... Either way. Whichever way. So, she shows the dad what happens mm-hmm. by using her other new shine ability. Which well, is you can projecting just, pain. I can just... Yeah, just look at you the wrong way. And you know everything that happened to someone else.
0: Yeah. And, like, feel it. Because it, like, it, it physically her harmed yeah. him. So then they're like, all right, guys, let's check this out. I got this plan. All right. We're going to go in the woods. They're going to follow us. We're going to flank (laughs) them. And we're going to somehow create a whole new shine ability. (laughs) So you got the teddy bear trick. Yeah, that bro. I've never seen that a day in my life. That was insane. So you got everybody's walking up. You got um, Snakebite Andy. Yeah. Hey, you know, she, go to sleep, go to sleep. She had her hands on her. So you obviously feel human-esque. Yeah. So that means that, that she was able to get in the minds of all of them at the same time and convince them that what they're seeing and feeling is her.
1: It's a teddy bunny. And if, if that is the case, you could have just killed them. I feel like without risking the lives. Yeah, you could have done a, a snake bite. And
0: yeah. You could have done Snake band You're yeah. all going to shoot each other. Ba, boom, boom, yeah. boom, 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 now
1: we're done. Let's go home. Yeah. Nope.
0: Here we go. We got we got Dan, who I've never seen use a gun before, popping suckers off. Pew, yeah.
1: Pew. I don't know what he's been doing the last 40 years, but <laughs> clearly a lot of shooting. Hey,
0: Ewan McGregor's good at everything he touches. <laughs> so you got this beautiful plan executed, I'd say, 99% correctly. Yeah. Until what?
1: Until unfortunately.
0: The saddest part of the freaking movie.
1: Billy is not good with taking directions. He's hellbent on he he saw what they did to that kid. Okay. So
0: he is he's he's beyond logic. He's like, You're dead. And I'm gonna be the one that looks in your eyes when I kill you. Yeah, little he, does he know. Yeah,
1: you shot her in the neck. Let her bleed out. She'll be let her bleed out from a distance. Cover your ears. She she's gonna die.
0: Walk away. Yeah. But nope, she sneaks out a nice little line and kill yourself. And with without hesitation, the director just, just, Kurt Cobain. Yeah. That is the just, end of Billy, unfortunately. Dude, and no, so you have this this character build up that's happened throughout the entire film. Mm-hmm. This friendship, mm-hmm. beautiful, obviously. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then, I mean, he looks sad and all. But I guess from his traumatic past, he's just like, let's keep it rolling. Yeah. We got we got stuff to do.
1: Yeah. He came with a purpose.
0: He did. And then you.
1: Oh. Dang. Yeah. She's not there. Yeah. She's at home. She's at home. Her dad murdered. How? Then he got stabbed in the chest. Michael Myers style, baby. Butcher knife to the chest, baby. I mean, well, if it was. Th- we will
0: discuss that another time. <laughs> <clears throat> so, yeah. We got the the beautiful play outplayed with a loss. That's like almost like
1: you may have won the battle, but I won the war type moment. Well, I feel like all he did was just go to their house. The dad probably turned. He was quicker. He stabbed him. And abra so in the zone. I feel like at that point, she's done, though. Well, everyone's being killed. And you need to snap out of and- Kiri on with the plan. She's still, still sitting there, meditating, doing what she has to do. She's trying to console Dan. Dan will be fine. Mm, I don't know. You got to worry about him. Dan left a woman and a baby to die. Hey, she didn't know that. I'm sure she did know that. Oh my gosh!
0: Yeah, with the magical shenanigans. She, she knows all. She does. Um.
1: So Except yeah. How to save her dad?
0: And and then you talk about the connection. So that whole time. That, that that team is taking else, mm-hmm. Rosie's feeling every bit of it.
1: Yeah, she's getting
0: fucked up. But why is it just her? I mean, she's like physically yeah. in pain where everybody else is just like, oh no, my homie died. But her shine is so strong. I guess. Yeah, she just feels like, damn. So they obviously had a, a good play in mind because they kept sure. Rose out of it. Mm-hmm. They knew that Crow Daddy was going to be Doing the sneak sneak to the and house. The lead henchman. Because their shine is able to work in a way of a homing beacon. Yeah. But that means they still
1: sent their homies out there to die. Yeah. It's war. Yeah. There are casualties in war. You know, I guess so. Except for you know, the leader, Rose. Yeah, she's just like, I'm staring clear. Yeah. You guys figure it out. If you can't, I'll see what I can do. So now we got the van scene. <clears throat> Were you a fan of that scene? No. Why not? Because none of it made sense. It all made sense. No, it didn't. How does it not
0: make sense? Because Dan's shine is not that strong. Yeah, but hers is.
1: But she's drugged. Okay, here we go. So her shine, undrugged, is strong as fuck. Yeah. So you think with her drug, her shine is about the... Her half shine is Danny's max shine. Yeah. So you combine the two... Wanted to unite, and then next thing you know, he's able to get himself into her. Okay. Not in her. You know what I mean? <laughs> in her mind, guys. In her mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's just because she
0: corrected it. Right? <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, now that you said that, that's cool. But when I'm watching it, it's like <clears throat> she she doesn't have her power right now. The way the movie should like the way this. The scene plays out is it's Dan figuring that he's stronger and he realizes that I can use the shine in a different way, almost like the teddy bear theory or not theory, the teddy bear plan. Mm -hmm. You then have it human possession with the shine, which we have not seen Mm -hmm. a full possession. We have not seen. Not yet.
1: No, yeah, not yet. We haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, wait, yeah, yeah, we have seen it. Who possessed who? It wasn't fully exactly, but in two spots. So the spot where Rose is at the grocery store, her hand in the bag, she touches Amber's head. Yeah, so that's one. It's
0: like one tenth possession.
1: I'll take it. And then the other part is where. <laughs> when Abra has the trap set up and when she when Rose is in her mind. Yeah. Yeah, so they're able to jump from mind to mind. We just didn't see it completely play out like it did with her and Danny.
0: Yeah, but it was, like I said, full possession, whereas Dan is... The the, the little girl is Dan,
1: and Dan is the little girl. I think they're both in there at the same time. She's like... She's not there. Yeah, hopefully they're both there. Yeah. That's yeah. a stretch. I mean... The entire concept is a stretch. You have have
0: a, a, what, 16-year-old, 14, 13-year-old girl talking about being hungover. Which, yes, I get that. There's definitely been some 13-year-olds that have drank. But she's not one of them. so, So that's good old Uncle Dan talking. Uncle Dan came through and is smartly, you know, looking around. Oh, that's where we are, New York. Mm, Cool. Oh, you don't want to shoot the prize possession, do you?
1: Right? He's playing them. Yes. So, which gives him time to know where she's at. So, when she gets out the van, he just drive and go get her. Yeah, drive and go get her. Smart, yeah. beautiful plan. Then you got
0: the oh, you're you're basically mort, you know, immortal. That's why you ain't wearing a seatbelt, sucker. Yeah. Explain how then he able to shift the steering wheel. Does he miniaturely possess Crow Daddy, or is it like the Force? <clears throat>
1: All right. So now the concept of moving things with your mind is never discussed that I'm aware of. Other than the forks and knives and spoons. Booms. Which means Abra's still awake. Because uh, well, Dan can't do that, but Abra can. She can move things. So it's the two of them working together.
0: Okay, fine. I'll give you that one. (laughs) They're working together, guys. I'll I'll give you that one. So then, yeah, they use the force Mm -hmm. (laughs) to to drive the van into a perfectly placed tree that only hurts him because he's unbuckled. It already showed that she was double buckled in the middle seat. Oh, did it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because when she first wakes up, she looks down at her belly and it's got two seat belts. And he's like, he reaches for the gun and goes, don't even try it. Mm. Okay. so they were using it as a restraint to keep her where it was actually the thing that saved her life
1: well, that's why you should always wear your seatbelt you should always wear
0: your seatbelt always should always. Never yeah. know. so he dies and it's how badass is it oh my death. gosh but how badass is it that this little girl has gotten a pretty bad traffic collision mm. she gets out walks over there and wants to watch him die that is pretty intense She's a badass little girl. Well, yeah, they killed her dad. She ain't... Does she know? Because she got put right to sleep. She was still in full meditation.
1: Yeah, she does. Remember? Because her daddy told her. After driving. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Sorry about your dad or something. Like yeah, that. so she knows her dad's dad. And not to mention the brutality of the baseball boy. Yeah. Once again, shout to the baseball boy. Yeah. Tough loss.
0: Pivotal five-minute character.
1: Tough loss. All right, Jake, I'm going to let you take this one. All right. So now we are finally transitioning into the sequel to The Shining. (laughs) The whole movie has been the sequel. We are on our way back to the Overlook. Mm -hmm. And this really picks up because you see they get there. Danny's whole plan is go. we're going to go in. I'm going to wake the building up because they know me, you know, coming back home. And we're going to lure Rose to head in here and just. Pretty much unleashed the hotel upon her.
2: Yeah,
0: then you got
1: <clears throat> you got the
0: uh, look where you're standing. You don't even know where you're standing. Scene where it's it's so cool that they utilize the same pivotal parts of the hotel.
2: Eh,
0: well, whatever, dude. I if, guess. most people will agree with me on that. I mean, it's too much fan service.
1: You need fan service in a sequel that was how many years later? No. Well, obviously, if you're watching Doctor Sleep, you're a fan of The Shining. Not necessarily, because, like, I... Who's watching Dr. Sleep with no context? I did. You've seen The Shine before, right? I mean, I had, but I didn't put two and two together when I went to see
0: Dr. Sleep. Impossible. I didn't. How? Because I wasn't watching the previews.
1: You're a super fan. I am. But as soon as you start watching the movie... Yes, as soon as you start watching the movie... it, It sprinkles in... Stuff from The Shining, blah, blah, blah. Fan yeah.
0: service, fan service. You'd need fan service in a sequel. No, you don't.
1: Not too much fan service. It's not too much. I mean, that was a problem with Halloween Kills, but. You know. <laughs> <laughs> too much fan service. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so.
0: You got them at two to one.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So we think. Mm hmm. And. They do the the maze again. Yeah. Alright, I'm with you. I'm with you. It, it's too much, though, right? I'm with you. Okay. But then again, hear me out. Okay. It's all that Danny Torrance knows. Why the hell else would he use other parts of this? He would only go to places that he's familiar with because he wants the advantage. You call it fan service. I call it strategy.
1: It can be both but yes and not even just the characters but just going through and him and Rose having to fight up the stairs, the same stairs that Jack and Wendy like yeah we get it yeah we get it's, it it's the shiny yeah you no. understand no it's not move it along
0: because this time the female kicks ass <laughs> true Sure. whether it's the villain or not well, she you know, tunes up Danny those torrents aren't good with weapons so. <laughs> No, it runs in the family if you're yielding yeah. a weapon as a torrent you're going to yeah. get your butt kicked it is what it is <laughs> so then you got the amazing so the the axe right? you're a big axe fan Love as it. we all know Dan's use of the axe 2 out of 10 yeah, at least. Right? So, obviously, Rose just shotgunned some shine yeah. and is on roid rage right now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, she stops the blow. Yeah. Right? With, like, almost catches... It gets her good. Yeah. But you already see that she could heal herself because yeah. she healed her hand.
1: Yeah. She really just took it and just laid it into her shoulder. But it, it it goes in. Yeah. And she used it and just takes it out of his hands. <laughs> like, immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Pops him, gets him in the leg, yeets him down the stairs. Yep. She'll like Jack back in the day. Yep, yep, yep. And then,
0: finger blast in the injury hole, man. Yeah. It is squirting all over the place. All right, It is pretty it's, intense. It's intense. Yeah, it is. And you got her drinking the shine from Dan. Yeah. Just sucking all the steam up. Sucking it all out. Yeah. And then says that stupid line <laughs> where she's like, it tastes
1: like whiskey. But at that point, he hasn't had a drink in how long? That's what I'm saying, man. Yeah, that, that makes no sense. Stupid. Yeah, that makes no sense. Unless this is like deep down steam from the Overlook date. I just think that he, she means she hasn't had aged steam in so
0: long that it's like a, a you know, whiskey barrel, yeah. Yeah, aged, I mean, whatever. It, it's dumb either way,
1: but yeah. <clears throat> so then the unleashment of all hell. Okay. So how did you feel about that? Him being able to... Ha I got you. Yeah, unlock all these boxes. Oh. You were a fan of that.
2: Yeah.
0: Why? Okay, I could tell by your face right now yeah. that you're not a fan. Yeah, at all. <clears throat> well, the boxes were there for a reason. It's been built up throughout this entire film, and that they're not just one-way boxes. There's a key. That's why Dick told him to familiarize himself with it inside and out. Smell it. Know it. So he knew that he could unleash them. There's no way he didn't.
1: So. Was that his plan for 30 something years? Obviously
0: not because he didn't know the suckers were out there. Why don't you just lock them up and throw away the key? So Uh, they can never get out. Because then he would have died right then and there. How? She would have killed him. Rose would have won easily, hands down.
1: Um, Possibility. No, not a possibility fact. You don't think Abra would have came to help out? No. Oh, why? She was gone. She Was still in the house or the hotel, yeah. But she's running around doing what? I honestly I don't know. She doesn't know either, she's just she's running around. just like, do, 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 <laughs> this place do, 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 she's do, do, never do, do. been before. <laughs> I
0: mean, wouldn't you go explore a hotel like that? You know, I that definitely would not do that at all. <laughs> I would I'd not. be all over that
1: place, I'd be glued to Danny's hip <laughs> the entire time.
0: So, but he did tell her to run. And if I look back and saw the adult getting tuned up, I'm running to Danny, man, up, let's go, yeah. But he's not. You drove me to Colorado. Drove me to Colorado to get beat up by a girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just here. I don't yeah. like that. I mean, Not you know, he unleashes the ghosts. And they, they like, go under
1: her skin to torture
0: her. Yeah. You get, so that way they get that
1: taste of yeah, steam. You guys get all the fan service you need. All the main what characters. What was that from? All the main characters you remember from The Shining are in that scene. Well, Yeah all the fans you need you know who's not who Jack Well, we saw
0: Jack yeah I mean we saw Jack but he's not in that scene well
1: so my question is those Spears are they versions of True Knots as well because it looks like they're yes they are so they're True Knots yeah Jack is not a True Knot mm-hmm what's Jack just a ghost Mm -hmm. mm-hmm that's weird yeah he
0: never got a taste
1: of this team Huh, everybody I, else
0: did okay that's what it seems like it I mean that's right. my theory on them I mean that makes sense so they get her she
1: turns into nothing but steam oh so my question would be so when they you know turn on to Danny after she turned into yeah they like just something weird to his face make his eye change colors is that is it the hotel possessing him Or is it Jack possessing him? It's the hotel. Not Jack at all? I mean, obviously there's a Jack connection to the hotel, but it's the hotel. I think it's Jack. Okay. He has the same clothes. He has the axe. He has the limp. Yeah. That's Jack turns all over again. Yeah. And, And he saw Jack downstairs as Lloyd. Yeah. Maybe Jack, you know, got up in there. What was up with the eye, though? The is eye, that a tie-in that I missed? Yeah. So the eye is a sign of possession, because if you noticed, when they first start putting their hands onto Rose, mm-hmm. and they turn towards Danny, mm-hmm. their eyes are all like that. Yeah, but they're they've consumed the shine. We saw that throughout the whole movie. Yeah. But, so when they touch him, they're like possessed. Like, their, their void is up on the steam right now, so they touch Danny, and half of it gets into him, so he's half possessed, with one eye.
0: So is he like half of a, true, what are they called?
1: True not? Yeah. No. <laughs> not at all. He's not at all true not. So it's just possession. Yeah, I feel like if that axe, when he tries to kill Abra, if he hit her with that axe, he would have just killed her. Okay, so let's go to that scene. He wouldn't have sucked up anything, he would have just killed yeah. her. That's yeah.
0: So, do you think that it's her overpowering him, or do you think that it's him overpowering the demons? I think it's him overpowering the demons. I do too. We agree finally. But I feel like (laughs) she went out on a limb. She trusted that Dan would come through because he's been letting us down
1: for a while now. She probably thought, one, I can get through to Danny, bring him out, Mm -hmm. and two, he's not good with an axe anyway, so he'll probably miss if he does swing at me. I'll take my chance. How did she know that he went to the boiler room?
0: It was never talked about.
1: I feel like the only way to explain things that you don't really know is just the shine. <laughs> just the shine. I yeah. hate that that's your cop out this yeah. whole time. Yeah, the shine, the shine, the shine.
0: All right. So let's get to it. Let's get into this real quick. Okay.
1: How do you feel about the end of the movie? Um, let's see. End of the movie. We're back at Abra's house. Dan's there.
0: Rewind a little bit.
1: Rewind a little bit. The the last part in the hotel. What Dan has to do. What go down to the uh, the boiler. boiler? hmm And do what? Well, it's already on. Yeah, but what's he got to do? Not turn it off. And. Die. Uh-huh. Yeah, that. That was his point. That was his destiny. The entire. That's why he says. This is where I'm supposed to be. Or he was talking to Abra. she's like, hey, let's go. We can both meet. He's like, no. You run. I'm where I'm supposed to be. He knew what was going on.
0: Okay.
1: So go ahead. He knew. End of the movie. The movie ended exactly how it should have ended. And I'm okay with it. I'm okay with Danny dying. Because the Torrance man, the Overlook. Hey, man. You're fucked. It, it's your destiny. It is what it is. So in the back of Abra's house. And he's now obviously the new... Dick Halloran. Um, That's pretty good. I enjoyed that. Now the one thing that may or may not make sense to some people is the fact that (laughs) the lady in the bathtub is still around, bro. That is the dumbest shit they could have done. No, because when you think about it, when when Danny has a kid and Wendy left the Overlook Hotel hadn't been destroyed, they took. Her with them. Hotel still standing. I mean, it probably is still standing. It's, I doubt. I doubt that a fire worked out of that entire hotel. Bro, it did. I it consumed it. the entire hotel quickly. I saw a couple of rooms on fire. I didn't see the entire thing. Burn, the
2: whole thing was burn burning down up. to the
1: ground. It was the boiler. I think it's okay, dude. That was the dumbest way they could have ended it. Oh well, even if the fact that. Danny had to have the boxes to unlock the ghosts in. The ghosts aren't confined to the overlook because they're a ghost.
0: <laughs> yeah, but the whole this whole time they've been trapped in the the overlook. They they it's all tied to the overlook. Everything's tied to the overlook. Yeah. So you're saying you finally get there, you finally destroy it, you um, finally do what was supposed to be done, yeah. and it's not. That is correct, yes. You're okay with that? You like this revolving door that so many horror movies do? It irritates the shit out of me. Just fuck, just fucking end it. We don't need this, 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 this. Oh, but it's it's how it started with Danny. Well, that's
1: stupid. That's just how horror movies go. They never just end it uh, because they did. After Halloween two, they would have stopped. Uh, but they made the catastrophe of Halloween 3, but... Don't even. Don't even. <laughs> all right? Don't even
0: talk about the best horror franchise of well, all time. how would you have entered them? Everything the same. No stupid lady in the tub. That's it? Yep. Completely fine with that. Yeah, mm, why, though? Because I hate the revolving door. I hate... I like conclusion. Movies, to me, get ruined by endings, and we'll dive into this a lot more on other episodes. Well, sh- this movie was not ruined by its ending. Don't get me wrong. Okay, good. But it it I hate, I hate that they do this. It's it's never done. Just come on, people. Yeah, that's how The Shining ended. Yeah, but The Shining, we, we now have a sequel. Yeah. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Are we going to have a third one? If we need one. What happens when third ones happen? You just
1: said it earlier. It doesn't go the best route unless we're referring to Friday the 13th part three. No, stop it. That's a that gem, is, that is not it.
0: That is gem. not it. That
1: is not it. <laughs> and part three gets his mask. Oh my gosh. But I feel like ending it that way with the lady in the bathtub, it's a little more fan service to you. Oh, there we go. I mean, but it wasn't the worst ending. It's not, it's not like, the worst ending. Okay. All right. What's your overall rating? On a scale from one to ten. Yep. It's a nine and a half.
0: Nine and a half. Nine and a half. Yeah. Yeah, All right, sweet. I I come in at eight and a half. Eight and a half. Yep. Is it because of the ending? Uh, The ending's a big part of it, and then also some of the 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 just unexplainable shine stuff that just is allowed to happen. Yeah, but
1: because it's the shine.
0: Yeah, I know. But exactly, that's why it's an eight and a half for me. (laughs) You can't explain the shine. But you if you have a two hour and almost forty minute movie mm-hmm. about the shine, just dive, just dive, just dive in a little. Dick well, could have came in and been like, all right, here here we can do this, this and this." Yeah, which I've was, been doing it for years. You no, know, is
1: why I said, you know, it's not really a sequel until they get back to the overall, but yeah, sure. It's a sequel the whole time. It hints at it. Anything else you want to add about Dr. Sleep?
0: Um, no, I feel like. You summed it all up. Yeah, well, that was that was fun. Yeah, <laughs> that was. This was a very fun episode because we finally got to, to uh,
1: disagree on some stuff. Yeah, I like the good thing I will say this about the about Doctor Sleep is it gives you more, like more characters. Yes. So more things to attach yourself to versus The Shining.
0: Yeah, I mean The Shining. <clears throat> not to not to short short. You know, not to say The Shining was bad or or anything because cause it obviously not. withholds. Yeah the true test of time yeah but it is a lot easier to to re-watch doctor sleep multiple times yeah because there's there's so many things that we probably didn't even pick on when we just watched it True. Sure. um but yeah
1: that was uh that was fun guys yeah please right. let us know what you guys think yeah give any test uh comments feedback you know anything that you observed while you watched it that you think we missed anything we're wrong about let us know.
0: Yeah, like, subscribe, follow along um, on our Instagram, J Squared Horror, J Square Horde Podcast. That's hard to say now. <clears throat> uh, we do have a link tree. It has all of our viewing platforms. We're on YouTube, Spotify, Google, and Anchor. Oh wow Yeah. We're, we're everywhere. We're trying. We're trying to get everywhere. Um, we have been getting some more fan mail in. Mm-hmm. Um, Spike. Spike Durden. Spike Durden. Um, he wants us to do what?
1: 1984's The Butilator.
0: I'm excited. That's going to be coming up here soon. Thank you so much for reaching out. You guys uh, let us know what you guys want us to do, and we will. Thank you for listening and uh, listening along. I'm Josh. And I'm Jake. Thank you for listening to the J-Square Horde Podcast.